Hi, I'm Daniel Fuller from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about circles and shadows. Circles and shadows. What do I mean by this? So recently, we've been talking about planning. God giving us the game plan for winning at the game of life. We've been talking about how I feel like God, the most important thing to him with our program, the Abundant Life Blueprint, is that we're building a thriving community of people. And I've been thinking about it. I've got a concept in my book, The Eighth Date. At the very end of the book, the conclusion of the book, we talk about circles, about how well, we've got everything covered from every angle. We talked about recently the difference between uh, plotting and planning. To plan is to account for all the different things going on. And so this section in my book, The Eighth Day, we talk about a circle. When we have everything accounted for, kind of like a circle surrounding that area, surrounding our life, the big picture of our life, whatever it may be, you've got light shining from every angle. It removes the shadows and God's kingdom begins to show up at a greater level. We've got everything accounted for. We've got it all circled around. It's all complete and encircled. It removes the shadows. And everything is light. Everything is visible. So I've just been thinking about this concept. I'm not exactly sure where God is wanting us to go with this, but I know he keeps bringing it back to mind lately. And I know in the book, The Eighth Date, that section, I've written it. It's got some pretty detailed, some pretty intricate math in there that I could not come up with on my own, some things that God showed me, but I haven't fully walked in it just yet. So we're going to be asking for God's help to start walking in these, these circles, getting everything surrounded and circled so that light is shining from every angle and the shadows are removed. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was just doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it, to, wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business. And the business started out great, but I got into some tough times. I've got some months where my business is losing thousands of dollars in a month. And I remember getting to this place of going for a walk with my wife and telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. And shortly after that, I came across this challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters, so on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two, and then you keep going like that until the end of the month, and then you start back over again. Well, I've been doing this for a little while, and then one day, Proverbs 13, 22 seemed to jump off the page of me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, and that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing that we could pass on to future generations? After some time of thinking about it, I came to the conclusion that the most valuable thing we could pass on would be wisdom, understanding, knowledge for how to truly live. And so I made a commitment. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, I began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me. He taught me this whole new way to live, this completely different way to operate my life. Where we make him the source, we make him the center of it. We learn how to rest and how to trust in him and to allow him to do the work, taking all that pressure and stress off of us. But learning how to do things a new way wasn't always easy. It meant I had to unlearn some things I had learned before. I had to unlearn some old patterns and old ways of doing things and to learn to walk out this new way of life. 
At times, I found myself in some impossible-looking situations, only to see God come through again and again and again. And I just began to document what he was taking me through, the things that he was teaching me. And over the course of about 10 years, it turned into this series of books and courses and now partners that we have in a program we call the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, the most important lesson that I would want to pass on is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create a turning point in our life, to turn things around and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. There's something so powerful about remembering and not forgetting, especially when we have the busyness and stress and pressures of life coming at us. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. The Apostle Paul says every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So proclaiming the death is what activates and sets in motion all of the benefits of this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, we take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus and all that he suffered for us, and just remembering what his sacrifice means for us, about how he connects us back to God, gives us this covenant relationship with God, this personal relationship with him. So the process we use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture. Coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick, and they die early because they don't examine or judge themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life, if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're talking about some practical physical fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. Thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear Son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. If I'll ask you to bless us and to make your face shine upon us, let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. 
Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. We're going to bring our relationship with God down into today. And masters of anything are masters of the fundamentals. And that's where we talk about executing these four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were steps and stages. There was a process they went through. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I think there's steps and stages. There's a process we go through. And very simply, I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life, better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. But that plan's probably going to look impossible. And we have to be willing to move forward with that plan, to walk it out with him rather than wanting to go back to the way things used to be. And then we have to learn to put off our old ways and to learn to embrace this new way of life. We make him the source. We make him the center. We learn how to rest and trust in him. We allow him to go to work and to beautify our lives. We have to learn how to walk that out. So our first fundamental, we got to get positioned in the light today. Every day, we got to keep repositioning back into the light. And I think it starts with humility because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. And we're going to receive this forgiveness from God. We're going to walk in forgiveness with ourselves. And we're going to walk in forgiveness with other people. And we're going to take our position in love today. To walk in the light is to walk in love. Kind and patient and gentle. Always assuming the best. Keeping no record of wrongs. Delighting in the truth. Always hoping. Always trusting. Always persevering. Because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal, because when we're in position, it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. Imagine a quarterback and a receiver. The quarterback throws the pass, but the receiver turns and he runs in the wrong direction. He's out of position to receive. When we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. I like to call it a pipeline of living water. In that pipeline is everything we need. His spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom. There's purpose and grace, health and energy, time, finances, resources. It's all in there and it's available to be received today. But then we've got to get that pipeline flowing. We've got to get it flowing out through us, out into the world where we see the fruit or the result of it in our life. So our first step is to get in position. Our second step is to magnify the light. We're going to expand the capacity where that pipeline gets expanded capacity, where more of those good things can flow through us. And to magnify the light, we're going to turn up the brightness of that light. And we've talked about the example of filling up the basket of praise. Imagine a balancing scale. On one side, you got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, you've got a basket full of our praises to God, praising him for who he is, praising him for all that he's done. 
Which basket are we going to fill up with our thoughts, our focus, our attention, our words, our meditation? Which basket do we fill up? So to magnify the light, we can fill up that basket of praise, praising God for who he is. I like to go through the names of God. He's the God of all peace. He's the God of all hope. He's the God of all comfort. He's the God of all grace. He's more than enough. He's a great king. He's the Lord. He's good. His love endures forever. He's faithful and true. And just going through the names of God. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. And then I like to go through all that he's done for us. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He sent us his one and only son to die for our sins. He poured the cup of his wrath onto the body of Jesus. And then he raised him up from the dead, seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. And he raised us up with him and seated us together with him. He gave us the spirit of his son into our hearts. That we might be his children, that we might be his heirs. He's given us his Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into all truth. And I like to go through, what has he done for me personally in my life? What are the ways you've seen him show up in your own life? And just praising him, spending a few minutes doing this every day. And especially when issues and problems come at you, keep focusing on that basket of praise. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. It's simply choosing not to magnify them. Instead, we're going to fill up that basket of praise because we trust that God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But it does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could choose to do things our own way. We could stay stuck in bitterness and unforgiveness. We could be filling up that other basket with venting and complaining and pouting rather than resting and trusting in him. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. And one of the biggest symptoms I've learned to pay attention to is where is the pressure? Am I putting pressure on other people? Is all that weight and pressure sitting on me or is the pressure on God? Because when I put the pressure on other people or I put the pressure on myself to figure it all out, to make it all happen myself, that's not the way we're meant to operate. And it squeezes God out. But when we put the pressure on God, it's like it squeezes all those good things through us out into the world and he goes to work. Where is the pressure is one of the biggest symptoms to pay attention to. So on the inside, when we're out of position, you'll feel that heaviness and weight on the inside. You'll feel the fear and the stress and the worry, dreading things in the future, envisioning worst case scenarios. There might be confusion about what to do or which steps to take. And unfortunately, this can become a pattern. It can become a vicious cycle that we get stuck in. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul because we let go of all that weight and pressure. We give it over to God. And when we rest, he goes to work. We've got fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And now all those good things that he put in Christ begin to flow through us. And now everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing because he's doing the work. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track, we ever get out of the light, we can get right back in in about two seconds. We can turn it right back around and get back in again. How do we do it? I think it starts with getting more present, getting more aware of those symptoms. And then we humble ourselves. We repent. We turn around and say, Father, forgive me. I'm off track. I've missed it. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves in the middle. And then if we need to reconcile with somebody else or forgive, we take those steps. And we start praising and magnifying him. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. 
Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it and see it flowing at a greater level in my life today. You go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you on the inside. Everything begins to flow again. And then our third fundamental. We've got to stay tuned in today. Every day God's trying to teach us and train us and navigate us. But we've got to stay tuned in to him. And my favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the top with what I call some filters to help me stay in rhythm with God. In the Old Testament, the temple had a rhythm. There were things that needed to be done every day, every week, every month, and the yearly cycle of feasts. Well, our bodies are God's temple now. And staying in rhythm with him, in step with him, is one of the greatest ways I've found to stay tuned into him. So I like to start at the very top. These filters are just short phrases or little reminders of things to help me stay tuned into him. I like to start at the very top. What's the big picture vision? And just keep writing that every night. What's the big picture vision? For me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I want to bring it down into this year. What do I feel like is the vision or direction or word God gave me for this year? For me personally, 2022, the year of the beautiful land is what I'm writing right, right now. Then I want to bring it down into the month. What's the message we've got for the month, the direction God gave us for this month in the Abundant Life Blueprint? I want to bring it down to the monthly level. For example, this month in July of 2022, confidence through praise. Through praising God consistently, we grow more confident in our faith. And then I want to bring it down to the weekly level, to our weekly yearly cycle updates. As we go throughout the cycle of a year, the circle of a year, God's got showing us different angles of who he is and what he's done. It's all just reminders as we go throughout the year. This week, in the end of July of 2022, it's expand the vision. Every year as we get into this time, it seems like God begins to expand the vision more of what he's called us to do. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position and then to magnify. What went well today? What are all the ways that I saw God showing up today? Because the more we look for them, the more of them we're going to see. And I like to ask this question, God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and reflect back over the day. And whatever comes into my mind, just begin to write those things down. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. I started with the big picture vision. I worked through this year, this month, this week. And then I want to bring it down into today. Because we've got to walk out today. We've got to win today. And that's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because I learned, sometimes I was getting ahead of him. I'm getting out of rhythm with him. I'm getting ahead of him because I'm trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen ahead of schedule. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. And I've learned, when you begin to procrastinate and those things begin to build up on the inside, you'll feel that weight and that overwhelm on the inside. And it begins to block the clarity. It begins to block that flow of all that God wants to do. Because we're getting in the way. We're not taking action on those things that we know to do. So I plan out the upcoming day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we remember this very important principle. That the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. As I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter 1, the very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. 
So now those are the first words out of my mouth every morning. Right when I wake up, let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan in full confidence in him. that He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our life and make things happen in our life that we could never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of all that he has for us into our life. So let's talk about circles. Like I said, I got that section in my book, The Eighth Date. It's on circles, talking about how when you've got everything surrounded, you've got light shining from every angle. It removes the shadows. And there's security. There's completeness in that. And lately, I've just been thinking about it. We've been making some plans in our program, The Abundant Life Blueprint. And God's been teaching me about making sure we account for all the different angles, that we've got light shining from every angle. And so, Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help today. I've got this section in my book, and I know for me personally, I have not fully walked in this as some things that you have shown me, but I haven't quite fully understood how to walk in them completely. We're asking for your help, this concept of how we can wrap circles around areas of our life or the big picture of our whole life. How to practically apply this into our life to get this light shining from every angle, to remove all the shadows. And we think that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember God sent us his one and only son to die for our sins. And Jesus is willing to come and humble himself into death on a cross. God pours the cup of his wrath onto the body of Jesus. He was crushed by God. He was destroyed by God. All of us had turned to our own ways, doing things on our own. And God laid upon, a, upon him the sins and iniquities of us all. And by his stripes, we've been healed. We've been connected back to God, made right and holy and perfect in his sight. All through his one sacrifice. So Father, we thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. He's our faithful high priest. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes atonement for us, gives us this new covenant with God, this blood-sworn oath that God is with us and for us. He's working for our good. His covenant he will not break. A covenant of peace with him, a covenant of love. So, Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. I know today's 
message might seem a little abstract, but I want to talk about how to practically apply this, some of the ways I think about this in health and fitness, just to get spark some ideas on how to apply this. So in your fitness, when we see people that are just strong, but they lack flexibility or endurance, we all we all understand something's off, it doesn't look right. When somebody's body is not symmetrical, it doesn't look right. We want to have things covered in every area. So if in the area of your fitness, we want to be mobile. We want to be fast. We want to be able to be able to control the tempo fast or slow. We want to be strong. We want to have muscle mass. We want to be lean. We want to have endurance. You want to have it all circled from every area. And when you begin to circle it in every area, that light begins to shine. Produces some amazing results. Now, I've also been thinking about this in the area of nutrition. You know, you want to make sure you're getting your water. You want to make sure you're eating in a good emotional state. You want to make sure you're getting plenty of veggies. You're getting your proteins, your carbohydrates, your healthy fats, your micronutrients, your probiotics. You want to make sure you're, you're accounting for every angle of nutrition. You want to make sure you're getting all of the different colors of foods, all the different flavors of foods. For example, bitter and sweet and salty. You want to make sure you're accounting for all of those. A good chef knows you want to make it look visually appearing. You want to make visually appealing. You want to make sure you have all of the, the flavor profiles in there. And so the very simple shortcut I've learned for all this is make it beautiful. And so something I learned, I just had one meal. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make this one meal really good. I'm going to add some herbs and some spices. I'm going to add some more colors, make it visually appealing. I'm going to make sure that as much as I know to do is accounted for. And I don't know how to fully describe it. But once that meal was over, it was just very satisfying. And it was like that light was shining. I don't know how to fully describe it. It does something. So we're going to be believing we got God's helping us understand this and to be walking this out from this point on in our life. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.